Father, we thank you for this time. In the next few minutes we have, O oh Lord, we ask that you write your word in our hearts. And Father, you challenge us again as we take our steps into the journey of getting into practical issues this second half of the year. We appreciate you, Lord. To you be the glory. Open our ears, open our hearts. And Lord, let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. This evening, we're going to share some things related to what we are discussing for this period. Things around the challenges that we face with discipleship when we are growing in the Lord and the challenges that we face. I want us to turn our Bibles first to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 36. If I'll read from verse 34 of Luke chapter 5. Jesus responded. They asked him a question in the earlier verse about fasting and praying. Why do his disciples not fast while he was with them? And he responded in verse 34 by saying that do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment. For then the new garment will be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. Praise the Lord. We're looking at issues this evening around understanding what, you know, the world and how it influences us. The world's influence on us. Amen. And kind of understanding some of the things around it. And this scripture was dealing with a matter. There were some people that were working with the Lord at that time and some others who were used to their ways of fasting. Of course, when we get to understand that aspect further, the Lord made them realize that someday the groom will be gone and then they will fast. And since then, since the Lord left, um, he expects that we should fast. Amen. That is very scriptural. And he challenges every one of us to do that. Now, 
But he tried to address the main problem that those people were having. And he used an illustration. The piece of cloth, the garment, the new wine, which his disciples had started experiencing. The old wine, the new garment, and the old garment. And he ended by telling them, in that last verse, that no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. Of course, he expected them to be talking about drinking the new wine. Amen. And for you to be able to hold the new wine, you need new garments. Praise the Lord. But he had people who loved to stay with the old wine skin, but who wanted to know about the new wine. Hallelujah. But what happens is that if you mix the two, it's going to destroy everything. But you see, those who drink the old wine seem don't seem to want the new wine. They always have a way of saying that the old wine is just fine. Hallelujah. In that same way, those who are used to the world have a way of always saying that, look, the way their lives are going is just fine. Amen. And when people come around them and they present themselves as believers, they will look at it and look at the person as somebody who is not enjoying life. They are enjoying. They have the old wine skin. They drink the old wine, which everybody knows. Even the devil knows it very well. But, I mean, they seem to say that the old wine is just fine. Hallelujah. I mean, let us be. We have seen all these things that you've been seeing, like the Pharisees used to do. What is this new thing that they are bringing into town? But now, what I'm trying to raise is that that's the way the world looks at things and looks at, at us and looks at what God has tried to offer in us through Christ. Hallelujah. But that's not something that should ever discourage us. In fact, we can always look at what the world presents as old wine and old wineskin and be confident about having received the new wine and having been encapsulated with the new wineskin that came from Jesus himself. Hallelujah. We need to have that confidence and approach the world with courage and boldness. If we understand that everything that the world offers is, in the way God looks at it, old and old wineskin, then we can match courageously each day with what he has told us and what we believe. Now, but of course, from the beginning, I think that 
I also find from the devil some of those things that God arranged in the world. In Genesis chapter 3, in the earlier chapter, chapter 2, we find that God prepared the garden and asked the man to watch over it, to tend it after he restored order from a chaotic world. And after the entire darkness got reduced to the serpent that was now just a creature. Praise the Lord. And when you go to chapter 3, in verse 3, in verse, from verse 1, I'll just read quickly. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day, he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Verse 2. Because the woman just started answering. Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God, says, God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. And verse 4. The serpent said, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Verse 6, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. And at that moment, of course, their eyes were opened like we know. I find in this scripture the devil using the things in the world to begin a process. A process that when people are looking at things and admiring what the world offers... That it started as far back as at least what was recorded in Genesis. It didn't start in our generation. What people look at and lost after may have changed, but it had a beginning. Now, I find here the devil telling the woman that, or rather, by the time the woman started looking the way the devil expected, after he cornered her, that first of all, the tree looked beautiful. Amen. The things that we like seeing, the beauties that we like, the beauties that face us every day, the things that look glamorous, the things that look interesting. And this woman looked on and on and on. And the more she looked, the more she was convinced. And maybe it's all those things that founded some of the things that happen today. The more we look, the more we desire, the more we go for it. But whether it's about something being presented to us for us to look at it, it happens every day. I had in a place like 
Sorry, I'm using that example. In a place like London, the first thing I, I saw that scared me first was that when you opened almost all the newspapers, you'll find near nude women. Almost all of them. And I found out that the system, the society, had a way of presenting all of that to people. So, men, young men, even females, were always looking. There is a newspaper, just like the Sun had the Sun Girl. The Sun newspaper here, amen, has a Sun Girl. I mean, it's just like that in the Sun newspaper in London. It's by, it goes by the same name. Well, the one is not the song girl of this one we are seeing. The one is real song open girl. Hallelujah. Serious, serious one. And you see those newspapers. And interestingly, on Sunday when people are going to church, you see others that are queuing up to buy the paper. Now, something I realized was that it looked like the more people saw those things, you know, the greater the chance that they were going to fall into trouble. Now, even though those things are so open, if somebody whose name is known gets carried away and let's say falls into one problem or the other like adultery, any of those things, those same newspapers will destroy him. Those, they will write it will be everywhere. It will be in BBC. They will, write, they will talk about it, talk about it, until that person's character is basically destroyed. Meanwhile, the ingredients that brought him to the river, to, you know, to the fisherman's hook, was provided by the same system. Hallelujah. Now, this woman looked... And it was beautiful. And from looking, and of course today there are lots of things. People look at cars, people look at, also, people look at other human beings, and they start desiring the world. Now, after seeing the one that, the, the Honda something, which one is the latest one now? Is it Honda Destroy or Honda? Uh, one of them. It's not... Baby boy is gone now. Then bullet, then all sorts of names. I think there's one called Honda Evil Spirit. Right? <laughs> so after looking at Honda Evil Spirit, <laughs> of course the evil spirit just comes and starts nudging the person towards it. And the next thing, when he gets to walk, like some of us that are doctors, I don't know. The person starts, starts complaining. Instead of seeing the presenting complaints, he's seeing Honda evil spirit. He's seeing money. He gets to an office. It's no longer the same thing that he's holding because there's something he has seen. Just like people seeing spiritual things as well. And it changes the way they act in the world. Hallelujah. And then, that's from seeing, and the next thing was that he looked delicious. 
I thought the first one was about lust of the eyes. This one, can we call it lust of the flesh? Amen. It looked delicious. Ah. I don't know. Maybe one example is if we just step out and enter shop right and move in that middle side. And just look at the way people will carry chicken and put crunchy things around it. And as you're coming, it's as if the chicken is doing, come, come, come. And as it's doing, come, 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 your hand is going to your pocket. In some way, after people eat that thing, they have a way of always, even in the house, they'll be telling you, we want KFC, we want this one. Because it doesn't end with one. I don't know, but it has a way of drawing people back. Hallelujah. I don't understand the mechanics of it. Is it not the same chicken that we also eat in the house? What is it that is inside? What makes it special? Praise the Lord. But you see, these things about what the flesh desires and longs for is a way that you can have somebody, the person has been growing fat says he's watching the weight. After jogging from here to to where? To Abara Square. On the way back, they enter Golden Toast. Buy chicken with malt and reload. And then pick a taxi from there and come back and go and sleep. The chicken will now digest and get back to thank you for removing the old fat. We are now going to settle the new ones. How does that happen? Praise the Lord. Our daddy and also um, Dr. Mbadiwe that handled cardiothoracic, uh, sorry, um, cardiology cases. People with heart issues. Who many times, you also have a lot of people that are fat. I'm sure. <laughs> like some of the things they meet every day. The same person, you've been counseling. You've been counseled until that person really makes up his or her mind to follow a certain diet, reduce certain things. They may just be dangling with that same problem. Praise the Lord. And it's the same way, we remember in Proverbs, where you have some of the things that the body lost for. You know, it says, in, where it talks about in Proverbs, I, we saw a simple-minded young man, and he just followed the woman. The woman that said that her husband is away, and all of that. And he just followed her, not knowing that her house is away to where? To hell. And he was just going, simple-minded man. But the Bible says he lacked common sense. So the people that follow like that lack common sense. Amen. The people that follow to go into fornication, sexual sin, adultery, the very basic thing that they lack is what? Eh? Common one. Common sense. So such people deserve pity. Amen. Because it's absence of common sense. Not sophisticated, not even wisdom. Not even human wisdom. It's lack of the common one. 
Praise the Lord. Alright. So, the loss of the flesh. And then, she also saw that it will make somebody wise. I said, how will somebody looking at apple will see how it makes somebody wise? Can you look at yam? <laughs> at least you can look at beans and say it makes somebody sleep. Maybe for some people. Some people finish eating it and go to class. I don't know how those people survive it. But a fruit that you, have, you claim you have never eaten before. And you look at it and you say that you see that this fruit makes somebody wise. But you find out that that's also how many times we defend certain things when we want to really do those things. Even though we have not done them before, we have a lot of stories to tell about how that thing can be helpful. And the world has a way of driving us to that direction. But she saw it could make someone wise. And I think what she was looking at why some of those things that make people feel important. Amen. The wisdom of this world. And I think it was about the pride of life. Now, if we actually go through the scriptures, we'll find it was the same things that people were facing. I saw that Job, when the devil came with what he was saying, he was trying to address a matter. First of all, Remove the things, remove his big car, remove the children, remove the property, remove the little that he has, remove his bank account, he's going to feel offended and he'll walk away from God. He'll stop coming to church. And so up till today, the devil also uses that. Those things that, look, satisfy the flesh. Satisfy the eyes. Because God, when he wants to select us, he wants to select us because we see him and we love him. If God were to allow the devil, let's remember it was God that allowed the devil in this case. So, God could set something like this up. God could set us up if he allows the devil to withdraw those comforts that we have, are we still going to be here? Are we still going to be going for our churches? If he removes those things from around us, the things we have, no matter how little it is, are we still going to call him by his name? That's sometimes what God wants to find out from us because the devil, the world, loves to use those things to keep us from God. Or at least to keep us at a point where God, sorry, where the devil's fishing hook can reach us. So the world nudges us. And when we come to that position, we have the risk of putting the hook into our mouths. 
if God in the places we walk were to for one day, one week remove what looks like (laughs) some allowance housing allowance teaching allowance this allowance, that allowance (laughs) can he make us to walk out on God? Can he make us to drop the things that are you know, that we believe and we stand up and say things that are unprintable. That you'll be looking at and you'll be wondering, is that not the person that is supposed to be a Christian? If those little comforts could go, what are we going to do? And after he dealt with that, he now told him, the next thing, go away from the loss of the flesh. Now, sorry, go away from those loss of the eyes and the things that make people proud. Go to his flesh. He said, skin for skin. If peradventure something happens to us that deals with our skin, is it going to mean that God doesn't love us? Are we going to ask him certain questions without I don't mean just questions alone inquiry is good but inquiry to find an answer praise the Lord but are we going to walk out on him but the world uses these things if we go further down to Jesus amen in Matthew we will also find the same thing happening For Jesus, he was tempted. And we find out that in when Jesus faced temptation, I mean, let's let's look at Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. When he faced temptation, the same thing that happened in Eden was what he faced. We remember that in verse 4, the first temptation that the devil brought was about what? Bread. Issue of bread. You are very hungry. And I have this bread. You are very hungry. You are a student. You need money. Your parents are not bringing or what you have is not enough. And somebody comes just with some extra money for bread. And we might be tempted to say, after all, all of them are answers to prayers. Hallelujah. Like one testimony I had, somebody came back from church and was, I think he felt I was, would be excited. But he said one woman stood up to give testimony about how God helped her in the exam. She said she prayed. You know, those doing, some of the people doing, going to school at a later age, trying to do a master's. Say she prayed, she prayed, she prayed. And then the Lord opened her eyes by her right, by her left. Help from above. Hallelujah. Why my And she had help by her right and by her left. 
and she wrote the exam. Praise the Lord! I thought somebody would give God a hand for that testimony. But let's calm down. Hallelujah. Now Jesus faced these things. Bread. And after bread, the devil dealt with another thing. Bread was after the flesh. You see, there are people that no matter what you talk, you say. Fasting is an issue. They can't. Let's not pick some of the things that the Lord gave us in the scriptures and leave the others. We can't get the wholeness of what he's looking at. Of what he wants to do in our lives. But bread. And secondly, the things that were lost of the eyes. He said, the devil took him to the highest point and well, this one first of all, and told him to jump out. And has it not been said that he will give his angels... Sorry. Um, he took him up and showed him all the glories of this world and said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. And after looking at all those things that our eyes desire, which the world brings... The core thing about understanding these things is that, is that we need to understand that it's the world that brings them. There are things that the world brings. And what God expects us to do is to use them to bring glory to his name. Not to submit to them for them to have rulership over us. Hallelujah. If we are going to use them for him... It means that we'll be asking him whether he needs that thing for that time. More like asking, Lord, even though somebody is giving me this gift, should I accept it? There are people that are giving me bags. They come to the office with bags. In fact, recently one MPS student came from somewhere. He just landed in the office. And he said that he had palm wine. Sorry, he had um, palm oil. Yam, everything in his boots. And then I said, sorry, the way you carried it, you need to carry it back home. I won't accept that. Maybe when you've graduated, that's fine. But as long as I'm coordinating MPH and your results pass through my hands, <laughs> I won't receive it. Because there are many people that do all sorts of things. So, these things that are coming, will God even allow us to accept them? Because if he doesn't accept something, we can't go ahead and say we are using that thing for him. Hallelujah. He won't receive it. We'll just be wasting our time. And then he took him to the pinnacle and said, things about the pride of life. Jump down. After all, you're the son of God. And they will come to us. The world comes to us. People come to us. I mean, after all, you're so sad. So won't you tell him? Won't you prove yourself in different ways? We are amongst friends. And they say certain things. And they are waiting for us to stand our ground. In a certain way. To prove ourselves. 
and somehow the world has a way of making us to, to try to prove a point. Want to prove a point? If I don't say that thing now, they will think that I'm a weakling. If I don't do that one, two women were quarreling behind my own, where I stay. They were, and they were, you know, their voices were loud. That place is, I don't know how many people live there because the fence has buildings. The entire fence. I don't know how, but they quarreled for almost like one or 30 minutes. We're calling all sorts of names. Calling themselves names. That you are the one that your husband's people even rejected you. That's why you are in Enugu. You know, things that you never really imagined that people could be ventilating. Now, and of course, the other one was responding. But people, the world challenges us every day. Not just in this way that I've talked about, the world also challenges us with the things it has. I mean, we could walk on you and you become a great person. You get this award, you get that award, and many times, because of what the world wants to give, we find ourselves also following. Okay, you ask somebody, why are you really applying for this scholarship? He just wants to step out to get it. But I think that it's easier for the devil to take people to hell by leading them into those grits and riches and all that than by keeping them in a place where they don't have them. Because they may be asking God every day and that will drive them to many places. But the other person really doesn't have a care except he deliberately follows the Lord. Jesus shared that as well. So, we find that we have this tendency, the world keeps demanding that we defend our name. If I don't show that I'm a man or a woman, then they will not understand me. Since one of the things that I think we'll learn from Jesus here is that when people come with that to put us under pressure, even if we are right and we are misunderstood, let's not follow with a defense. If God can deal with that in our lives, we're likely to come out of this point where the devil would have finished Jesus, will succeed like Jesus did. There's no need. You are who you are. Amen. If the person pours all the spit on your body, the highest you can do is to go home, take a bath. If there's no water in your house, I'll give you water in my house. Get a good soap. If there's no soap around, in fact, get ditto soap and wash up and go your way. Amen. And God will end up vindicating you. And May I close by saying that when you go towards the end of the Bible again, in John chapter 2, 17, the Lord was still reminding us about how the world comes around us and how we must tame the world. Or else in this season, we may find the world catching us. He discussed there, John talked about the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Again, the thing that was dealt with in Genesis, the thing that Jesus faced when he showed up, and the thing that the Lord tried to summarize with towards the end of the scriptures. 
so that we will learn very well that if we are not careful, instead of being able to use the things that the Lord has provided in this earth, those things will capture our attention. And the Bible says, if you love the world, you cannot be a friend of God. It says cannot, that it's impossible to be a friend of God. Maybe that the Lord will find us people that are pleasing to him and people that are his friends and people that understand the world very well, how it comes in everywhere, the church setting, at home, amongst neighbors, in our workplaces, in the events we engage in every day, in our classroom and amongst our classmates. And let's know how to keep the devil where he belongs. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Our dear Father, we give you praise. We appreciate what you have been doing in our lives. Even as you've been taking us through things that are practical, Lord, about engaging with the world. Father, King of glory, we ask, O oh Lord, that you help us to stay with you. Help us that as people come around us, as things fly around us, that we'll just be sensitive enough to know what is happening. As you increase us, as you bless us, as you give us gifts, children, money, houses, things, Lord. Father, may we understand the place of those things. And may those things not possess us. But may we find ourselves walking and following you and being in a position that any day you say that this is not for you, I'll be willing to drop it rather than lose you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed.